Howdy, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of TGC Midweek. Jacob McCandless, Michael Novak. Mr. Novak, sir, how are you? I'm doing good. What are your thoughts on the upcoming Super Bowl? Looking forward to watching it. Don't really have a dog in that fight. Who do you think is going to win? It's hard for me to pick against Patrick Mahomes. I know. Um, but I will say I grew up in the era of the 49ers being in the Super Bowl conversation often. <laughs> and so I, I, I loved Steve Young and Jerry uh-huh. Rice. Uh, Deion Sanders played for the 49ers for a little while. Yeah. He was my favorite cornerback. Um, so I do have a soft spot in my heart for the 49ers, sure. but I'm looking forward to good commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good commercials always. Yep. I, I think that the chiefs are my pick this year and I, I'm a Texans fan, so it's a little hard for me to swallow being up 24 points and then losing by like <laughs> 30. Yeah. So uh, a little hard to swallow that, but I generally will root for the, the AFC team if, if, if it's not the Patriots. It's funny. I don't even know the difference between the AFC and the NFC and which team yeah. represents which conference. Yeah. Now I do. Now you Thanks do. To you. Yeah. But when I think of Patrick Mahomes, I think of him as the Steph Curry of the NFL. Um, Maybe. You know, he just seems he's, he's young. Yeah. He's kind of bright. Uh, he's flashy. Um, he does things nobody else can do. Yeah. He's just good. Yeah. You know, I think the Chiefs have a better defense too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It is, Guillermo's looking yeah, at us like G is crazy. glaring at me pretty hard. He's a 49ers so. fan though. Yeah. So, well, tonight I, I thought it'd be fun. Uh, next week, some of you uh, might have heard that uh, we are going to be launching into a new series uh, that might carry us uh, forward a few weeks. But tonight, I thought it'd be fun just to talk a little bit about maybe um, what we've been reading okay. uh, over the past six months, and has there been anything that stood out um, hmm. as far as uh, books go um, that you've read that the Lord's used uh, to encourage you um, to shine light on things that you find interesting? Um, any titles come to mind for you, Jacob? Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me consult. Old Amazon here to see what mm, I've been mm-hmm. been ordering. So pacifiers and diapers and <laughs> yes, right. It's yeah. all like bit kid books Good for night, babies man. and yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, all kinds of kid related stuff. Um, you might have heard of this great one called a Runaway Bunny. <laughs> That's we we've got Runaway it's Bunny. One foot, actually, two foot, it's a gospel foot, message. Foot. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not good at reading to kids. Like Brittany, when she reads to to the kid, it's it's very like I don't know. She just reads well, and it sounds uh-huh. really nice. And and the kid is like gooing at her, and <laughs> and I'm like, all right, the runaway bunny. Bye. Sit down, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to a tale here. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so I think the. Uh, I'm going to approach that this way. So if I was going to recommend one book, Christian book to someone to read and say, this was the best book I've read in the last year, I think it would be uh, Sinclair Ferguson's The Whole Christ. Mm. Um, Just because I I liked how that uh, showed that legalism and antinomianism are really fruit of the same tree. Mm -hmm. They come sort of from the same source, which is a misunderstanding of God's law and and God's character. Um, so I just, man, I, I ate that book up and it's, it's deep. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's not a, you know, Christian living book. It's mm-hmm. not light. Uh, but he writes it at a very approachable level. Oh yeah. It's not hard to read. The material is just pretty dense. Um, 
you'll learn to pronounce the town in Scotland yeah. harder. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you got to read the book in his Scottish accent. But um, anyway, that's that's the one that I think I'd recommend to folks. What about you? That's a great book. Um, the past few months I've been, uh, working through some books and so they're fresh in my mind. I, it's hard for me to remember what I read, you know, over the past year, I, I need to do a better job of keeping a list so that I could refer to it. Uh, obviously commentaries on a weekly basis, um, and, and things like that. But, uh, what I'm reading just personally these days, I've been trying to work through, uh, George Washington's biography. Oh. Um, and so uh, it was the Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, who's the author of this one? Uh, I think it's Chernow, um, who writes this biography. It's on my bedside table. And so I'll read maybe a few pages a night, yeah. maybe a chapter a night if I don't fall asleep. You said working your way through. Is it quite the tome? Oh, it's about 900 pages. Nice. Yeah. So... You know, it's one of those that you can put on your coffee table to impress people (laughs) if you want to. Um, But it's also very interesting. Love history. um, And I love presidential history. So uh, but beyond that, uh, when it comes to kind of Christianity and and spiritual reading, um, been reading a book. uh, It's here right in front of me right now called Seculosity. And I love this book. It's written by a man named David Zoll, Z-A-H-L. And um, he is out of Charlottesville, Virginia, and he's writing about how we all want to measure up and prove that we're enough and be told and be affirmed that we have what it takes. And instead of looking to Jesus uh, to tell us that we measure up because we trust in him, uh, we have gone to career or parenting or technology or busyness or food or politics or romance. And um, we look to these things to tell us that we've measured up Mm -hmm. or that we're enough. And so, for instance, I just read the chapter on food and he talks about the fact that now if you're not eating organic, whole, you know, free range, um, you know, you know, the names of your chickens before they're slaughtered. Um, then you're not doing it right, and you definitely don't measure up in this culture. And so, obviously, there's lots of great things about having grass-fed, free-range, you know, organic food to eat. And he he's not uh, saying that that's wrong. Um, he's just shining a light on the fact that we've got eternity set in our hearts. And if we're not looking to God to tell us that we measure up, uh, looking to Jesus to measure up for us, we're going to be looking for it somewhere else. Yeah. So we look for it in our kids a lot. You know, yes. um, we look for it in how busy we are. Uh, if we're not busy, then we don't feel worthwhile. Uh, and so he talks about these. Each chapter is a different thing. Career, parenting, technology, food. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Um, it's been a great book, especially for life in the suburbs, because mm-hmm. I feel like this is targeted towards uh, suburban families uh, that deal with these things. Um, and they're good things. Uh we just turn them into, I guess, uh, what Tim Keller would say, God things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we make them ultimate things. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. People will often um, reject religion as, uh, I guess, from the, from the place of like they don't want to live by a set of rules. They just kind of want to do whatever they want to do, which, frankly, is a fundamental misunderstanding of Christianity, number one. But number two, they then go find other sets of made-up rules that they – burden themselves by, yep. especially on the food thing. You know, sure. It, yeah. If, if you eat a hamburger, then you're like the worst. Right. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, excellent suggestion. Mm-hmm. Place you don't want to meet somebody is a McDonald's, right? <laughs> what are you, you doing? You got a wear here? paper yeah. bag over your head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things that I I try to do uh, every well, not I, I'd like to say every year doesn't happen. Every year is read um, one or two like classic fiction novels mm-hmm. because a lot of the books that I had to read in high school um, that I hated. I now read it as an adult and enjoy thoroughly. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what that is, uh-huh. why, why that is anyway. But one book that I never read was, uh, uh, never read before until recently. That is a classic is Aldous Huxley's a brave new world. Oh yeah. Terrific book. Mm-hmm. Just, and really enjoyable. And especially in, I don't know, it seems like every day everyone's saying that like, um, Things are, are getting worse and it's always the end of the world. And if, if there's a disastrous future, you know, you think of 1984 as sort of mm-hmm. a picture of that on one hand, but a brave new world sort of presents this other picture that I think is, is far more reflective of our current society, which is constant stimulation, constant pleasure, constant, like if you're not having fun, I mean, in the book, basically the people take pills and just get high all the time. And then if you're not doing that, then you're weird. And mm-hmm. so that, I think that sort of just constant must have immediate gratification is far more like our, our, uh, modern society than the 1984 sort of big brother kind of, yep. yeah, uh, kind of read. One of the uh, books I'm reading now with my kids, which has been fun is, uh, the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. And so Abigail, our middle daughter, um, is loving it. Uh, and so we're uh, in the middle of the third book now. Caleb, our oldest, has been reading on his own, so he's blown through oh, those yeah. books by himself. But he'll still come back and listen mm-hmm. while we're reading at night. And our youngest uh, doesn't really doesn't really pay much attention <laughs> no? right now. But it just gives us an excuse to reread them maybe down the road. I remember I ate those books up when I was um, probably Caleb's age, mm-hmm. and um, I think I got through three and then couldn't really get into it after that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I read those pretty, pretty heavy, beautiful stories. I haven't read all of them. Um, I think I've read through book five, but I'll get through seven, all seven with Abby reading mm-hmm. with her. And what's amazing to me about that, and this is neither here nor there in some ways, but the fact that this woman sat down and created this magical world and she commoditized it Yep, and made millions and millions of dollars. Yes off giving people the enjoyment of entering this creative space. That's just kind of that that's crazy to think about Mm -hmm. uh, to me um, that that somebody can do that. And it brings so much pleasure to so many people that she's rewarded so heavily for it. Yeah. That's just strange. Yeah. Because it's not actually like something that, you know, it's just not it's not a it's not a utility, you uh know, that, that people need. Um, it just, it brings beauty to life, which is interesting. That's right. When I was a kid and Harry Potter was like first, like when the first movie came out and started getting really big, I started reading Harry Potter because the rule of my house was if you wanted to see the movie, you had to read the book first. Yeah. And so I would read the books and uh, I had a friend whose mom told me that I would go to hell because I was reading Harry Potter. Sure. Yeah. So, well, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of conversation about Harry Potter when it first came out in Christian yeah. circles. I still remember that. I think it's a little silly. Yeah. I didn't grow up in a family that was much concerned about those things yeah. for better or worse. And so I, I avoided those conversations in a lot of ways. Sure. Um, but I mean, I haven't read all series, so I can't talk about it. Yeah. But I understand that it's uh, primarily about love. 
Um, and so, um, lots of lots of common grace in those books. I think. Yeah, I'll give two more book recommendations because I'm scrolling through my orders on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I read one. I guess this was actually at the end of 2018. Um, called. I'm trying to see the subtitle. The Price of Greatness, Alexander Hamilton, and uh, Alexander Hamilton, um, James Madison, and the Creation of the American Oligarchy. And it's this great book. Uh, Jay Cost is the author and um, sets up this great book about how uh, these two intellectuals were sort of um, embodiment of three core American principles of, um, oh gosh, I forget, kind of forget which ones he mentions. But it was, uh, I can't remember. Read the book and find out. But it was sure. really good. It, these three core American principles that are in tension and how you need to sort of hold all things, hold them, basically embrace the tension yep. and part of what make America, makes America great. And then the last one I'll mention, if you're interested in history, was Peter Hart's A Great War, just a combat mm-hmm. history of World War One, which um, I think in America we forget about because it wasn't America's involvement in World War One was fairly light and just at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but a there's been a couple of World War One movies come out recently, so I think there's a little bit more interest in it. And I think oh, yeah. um, it's just, I guess, a, a really tragic period of history because it's this war that you you read a book about it and it's sets up about how it all got started and all the various alliances and the powder keg that was brewing in Europe. You get halfway through the book and you're talking about these men just being thrown into this meat grinder and being blown to pieces by the, uh, no exaggeration by the hundreds of thousands. And and you like are trying to remember what the war was started for. Mm-hmm. And I think Peter Hart does a great job of, of capturing that sort of dissonance a little bit in his book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'll, 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 I'll wrap this little section up, uh, by saying I, um, there's a few books that I, I first off, I want to know, are you a, a one book at a time guy or are you a multiple books at the same time? I am primarily a one book at a time okay. guy. If there is a book that I need to read for some kind of group, um, then I'll, I'll mix that in with, with what I'm currently reading. But yeah. for the most part, it's hard for me to read two at a time. Sure. One of the books I have on my bedside table too, that I have had there for years and have not gotten through which should be, I guess, encouraging. I'm talking about a lot of books and series <laughs> that I haven't read. Um, is uh, the Brothers Karamazov? Oh yeah, and um, I'm gonna finish it one of these days. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because I always get, you know, a quarter of the way through, maybe uh, even close to halfway through, and then I kind of put it down and don't touch it for months, and then I just start over again. You forget everything, and yeah. so I know you forget it. But now I, I mean, I know those first like you know, 10, 15 yeah. chapters, like at the back of my hand, I just got to get beyond <laughs> the 15th chapter. That's funny. Um, another book that I recently read over the Christmas break that was good, more of a leadership book is uh, called Managing Leadership Anxiety mm-hmm. by a man named Steve Cuss, C-U-S-S. He also has a Twitter handle called Cuss Words, <laughs> um, but it is uh, all about leadership. Nice. And uh, he talks about uh, leaders and their ability to handle what he calls anxiety yeah. in a system. And uh, he puts leadership in uh, in really interesting terms where, uh, you know, a church is a system and a system is kind of like a Playmobil. Like, for instance, if you've got a Playmobil above, um, they're called Playmobiles above your kid's crib, right? What are those called? Dude, I don't know. Mobiles, mobiles, <laughs> um, any, you know, things that put the kids to sleep. 
and they're all hanging there, you know, the five or six little yeah. stuffed animals, and they're twirling around. Your and, guess is as good as mine, man. <laughs> well, we don't have those anymore. But if your baby or kid reaches up and grabs one of those stuffed animals, it it basically um, it, it it causes disequilibrium to the other seven mm-hmm. or eight that are on that you know merry-go-round as well. And the idea of systems is uh, we are all part of systems, mm-hmm. and um, the way that you interact in that system is going to have a major impact on that system itself. And if you get a few anxious people, a few angry people, a few um, people that don't like what's happening in a system, um, then they can cause havoc or disequilibrium in the system um, for better or for worse. And uh, one of the things I really love about this idea of system theories and what Steve Cuss talks about is he makes the argument that the person you have to focus on in a system is not the other people. You change the system by changing yourself. Yeah. And that's the big kind of, you know, main thrust of what he's trying to get across as a leader. How are you changing yourself so that you can enter into the system as a more healthy person? And, and, and by way of bringing health to the system, um, you make it a healthier place to be. So interesting book, Steve Cuss, Managing Leadership Anxiety. Do you ever read on... Audiobooks? You ever do the audiobook thing, or are you just physical book guy? Uh, I do Kindle, yeah. so um, on the iPad. Um, sometimes it's just so easy to buy a book um, and have it instantly. Man, I got to I got to have the pages. I think because yeah. I I can't stop in the middle of a chapter. So if I've got twenty minutes, oh goodness, I got to like see. Okay, this chapter is eight pages. I wow. can get through that, or this chapter is twenty nine pages. I need to know. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. That's interesting. <laughs> or yeah. I'll, like I can't stop in the middle of a chapter and go do something because I know that there's. That I stopped in the middle of the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> and I, whatever I need to do, I can't focus on. So wow. I have a few idiosyncrasies. Yes. Well, you know, I think that that is uh, probably good tonight. Hopefully it was entertaining. Um, hopefully, um, you know, I always like hearing what other folks are reading. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, good. Then I think we'll close it there. Uh, folks, we'll be in next week to start our uh, the next series that we're going to be launching into. Um, but if you've got questions about Christianity or about the Bible, ideas for future podcast topics, we'd love for you to send those in. Uh, you can email those questions to Michael at trinitygracesa.org, or you can text them anonymously to the number you'll find in your bulletin on Sunday mornings. Um, so we'll go ahead and sign off for the evening. This has been TGC Midweek, and we'll see you later.